This is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Rick Cam, who chaired the PHI project, which created a new report on measuring the potential financial impact of health information breaches and making the case for appropriate security investments. Thanks so much for joining us today, Rick. Yeah, thank you for having me, Howard. I appreciate the time. For starters, why don't you tell us what was the catalyst for the project, uh, what the goals were, and what organizations were involved in it? So this really started quite simply with a, a blog that I had posted back in September of 2010, really trying to talk about the need for a group of concerned privacy and security experts to come together and explore the financial impact when sensitive health information was breached. So it's amazing. Social media does work. Let me give you a little story to kind of add to that. So as we started to think about putting a project together, what we came to understand was there was very little information available or research that was done on uh, a context where sensitive patient information like mental health records or perhaps a stigmatized diagnosis was released uh, because of a data breach. And literally there was no information available at the time when an, uh, a disclosure of uh, PHI, protected health information, occurred that may result in medical fraud or medical identity theft. So we essentially decided uh, as a group of uh, concerned privacy and security experts to, uh, to, to put some information together on various blogs to try to uh, get some, some support around the topic. And fortunately, ANSI, the American National Standards Institute, called and said, you know, this might make a great project. And uh, as we started to talk about it, we socialized the idea further with not only the American National Standards Institute, but with the uh, Santa Fe group, their healthcare working group, as well as the Internet Security Alliance. So approximately 70 uh, organizations, about 100 plus individuals from those various organizations uh, expressed interest in working on this problem. Organizations also included people and in organizations like IBM Corporation, uh, as well as organizations like Symantec and the Poneman Institute. Uh, we also had several academic institutions like Utica College and the University of Texas involved. So it was, it was quite, a, quite a large project. The report describes a detailed method to estimate the potential costs of data breaches. It describes a way to evaluate the, quote, at-risk, unquote, value of protected health information. Yeah. Can you describe what you mean by at-risk value of data and briefly walk us through the, the five steps to determine that value? Let me just give you a little background on that because as we started to, to develop the, uh, I guess you'd say the focus of the report, we were trying to originally determine, again, what the financial impact was when uh, protected health information or sensitive health information was disclosed because of a breach. And as we started to dig deeper, we you know, one of the things we did was a survey of approximately 100 individuals that uh, had the job of PHI protector, uh, an individual who was who might have had the title as of CISO or Chief Privacy Officer or Compliance Officer in a uh, within a healthcare entity, and what we discovered was a couple things. One was uh, there was uh, essentially a lack of uh, executive support around uh, protecting health information, as well as uh, unfortunately resources available to do that job effectively. But as we dug a little deeper, however, one of the things that really came out of this was if you think about the individuals whose, again, this mission is to protect uh, this information, uh, they were dealing with a lot of, com a lot of issues uh, relative to, to complexity of the various pieces of legislation that exist today, as well as trying to garner scarce resources out of their own organizations. And part of the problem that we've, we picked up on was 
there was a need to help these individuals put together a better business case uh, to garner more investment in protecting sensitive information, sensitive patient information. So if you can imagine trying to garner, you know, essentially resources during a budgeting cycle, uh, what we were envisioning was these PHI protectors basically dealing with a situation where if you have the CFO and the CEO and the other executives sitting around a conference table deciding where to allocate resources for the upcoming budget cycle and perhaps have the uh, VP of sales get up, who might, uh, he or she may have a wonderful PowerPoint, as you can imagine, talking about uh, protecting Medicare, Medicaid uh, revenue streams, perhaps making investments in, in growing market share and so forth, followed by the VP of marketing who might have a, a three-minute movie actually talking about uh, patient care and more specifically how to improve uh, patient satisfaction, again, to garner perhaps more uh, federal incentive dollars, then followed by a chief compliance officer who unfortunately might, got, might get up and uh, start the conversation by talking about compliance issues and the need to spend more money on privacy and security. What we realized we, what we needed to do with this particular uh, effort was to change the conversation, uh, basically one from, uh, from a compliance and a cost orientation to one that was literally more uh, appealing to the executive teams and the boards that manage these entities, one, one of investment, and one of uh, one of dollars, so they understand what the return on investment is of protecting uh, the information of their patients. What one of the results of this project was to produce an approach called Five PHI Value Estimator, and the concept behind it was to to provide not only uh, a tool, but more specifically, a way to construct a business case that looked at uh, all of the various costs associated with a breach of protected health information. So that could be then included in a formula that would then look at the return on investment or the, the balance of what an investment might look like from an executive perspective. So that's really what the, what the five tool is all about. It's an approach, it's a guide, it's a business case structure, and a way to turn the conversation from a cl- compliance conversation to an investment conversation for their executive team. So could you briefly just describe generically the five steps involved in determining the value of uh, protected health information that's exposed in a breach? So the way, the way it starts is essentially a risk assessment uh, process, you know, having essentially uh, the organization look at all of the areas where protected health information exists, where it uh, is moved within various parts of the organization and perhaps their business associates and other subcontractors, and really looking for what the risks and vulnerabilities might be as part of a, uh, a, a pretty standard risk assessment. Then it looks at, in step two, where these organizations may have risk mitigation controls in place and whether or not there, there might be a likelihood that this information may be lost, stolen, misappropriated, if you will. We then move into the next step, which is really where the, the new news comes in, which is to, to take those particular areas where there may, may be risk of uh, losing protected health information, and really working with a series of uh, formulas that are suggested uh, in uh, various cost domains. Those include legal uh, liabilities, perhaps a financial, perhaps reputational, as well as clinical types of operational risks, uh, and providing suggestions in the document itself as how, in, in terms of calculating the particular financial impacts within those particular domains. We then kind of bring the whole picture to a close by having them look at the uh, potential 
frequency or, or opportunity that one might lose data in those domains or because of those particular situations and then sum all of those uh, particular costs up into a total aggregated uh, cost uh, of, of a breach. And the reason why we're trying to do this within this tool is to help uh, broaden the view of what the, all of the various costs might be, whether they're uh, class action litigation or uh, regulatory fines and so forth, versus perhaps a more narrow view, which might be things like notification costs or offering or credit monitoring and those things. And then last but not least, really what the FIVE model uh, does is provides a methodology or a way to depict those costs in a uh, uh, in an investment perspective so that if an organization or a PHI protector is looking to invest in new uh, resources and processes or new tools or perhaps new technology uh, they can position that that investment uh, against a larger cost of all of the things that might be impacted if a breach of protected health information occurs really to, to give the executive team a, a, a better perspective of what that investment means and why they should make that investment in uh, those privacy and security initiatives. Okay, very good. Could you clarify a bit how you move from determining the uh, at-risk value of data to determining an appropriate level of investment needed to strengthen privacy and security programs? How, how do you go from one to the other? Yeah, let me give, let me give you an example. So. Uh, if, if, let's say, through the aggregation of all the various costs, you come up with a total aggregated cost of $25 million. And let's say that you determine that the potential of a breach occurring is once every other year. So what the formula uh, prescribes is you taking the frequency, in this case, you know, once every other year, multiplying that by the $25 million, so you get a value of $12.5 million in terms of potential cost each year, and then have that positioned against what might be the investment cost of perhaps putting in new policies and procedures and perhaps uh, employee training or uh, data loss prevention tools. Let's say that's you know a million dollars in terms of investment. And then using that formula, if you will, so in this case a million dollars against a $12.5 million potential exposure as the uh, potential value of the investment of the million dollars. Investing a million to protect against a $12.5 million loss. So the idea here is for the senior most executives at the uh, organization to demonstrate to them in dollars and cents a more tangible ROI for an investment in security. That's exactly right. You know, the, the key is the executive team talks in terms of dollars and cents and return on their investment. And we're hoping that the tools and the information provided in this particular report will help those involved in protecting sensitive health information, uh, given the ability to talk in the same uh, parlance, if you will, so that they can be effective in uh, increasing and enhancing their ability to protect the PHI. Okay, to wrap up, what's your advice on how healthcare organizations can put the recommendations in the report to use? How can they make practical use of it? Relatively soon, the next budgeting cycle will start, right? Even though we're sitting here in uh, in March, boy, I tell you, the years the years seems to roll by relatively quickly. So, what I would suggest is to have these or uh, these PHI protectors, these uh, chief information security officers, privacy officers, start to look at what initiatives either they proposed before uh, and have not gotten approved, or if they have 
new uh, initiatives that they're intending to propose, start by essentially looking at this report and constructing a business case using the methodology we, pres we prescribe. There's going to be a webinar on March 21st at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern that uh, we're putting on to provide more detail on, on how to do this uh, more effectively. So if your listeners uh, have the time and the interest, uh, would love them to uh, participate in that uh, free webinar and be able to hopefully uh, garner more information on how to implement uh, the five tool as well as the approach that we've talked about here um, just a minute ago. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Rick Cam, chair of the PHA Project and president and co-founder of ID Experts. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening.